1: On this episode of Drinks With Inks, we're rocking a sugar high hangover from too much candy on Valentine's Day. But can you ever have too much candy? It's also a perfect time to welcome on a man who has a PhD in love, allegedly, Bachelor Ben Higgins. We chat about his new book, Alone in Plain Sight. He reveals to us a secret he has never shared about his season on The Bachelor. And we also address Chris Harrison's recent problematic behavior. We're sipping on some coffee as Ben has his own coffee company, Generous Coffee Co. And just like Dale and Brennan from Step Brothers, we're talking about love, love. Uh, This is Drinks With Things. Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks. This is the show that gabs with the greatest in sports, entertainment, and media over a beverage of their choice. And we are coming to you on this beautiful President's Day, also known as Family Day in Canada, for those of you who don't know. I mean, it's, it's... probably family day every day, but today is a national holiday in God's country. And speaking of holidays, we just came off of Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, Valentine's Day, no time's Day, Red Vines Day, however you celebrated it. We hope that you had a great time nonetheless. And this is what makes today's guest so perfect is because we just came off of Valentine's and like roses and chocolate and all that. And this guy knows everything about dating, and all that jazz, because you may know him from the hit TV show, The Bachelor. He is also a recently published author of the book Alone in Plain Sight, co-host of the podcast Almost Famous with Ashley I, none other than Ben Higgins. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. I know you've been busy, so appreciate the time.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, thanks for the introduction. That was very nice. And uh, I'm not going to claim to know everything, but I'm going to try my best today. Uh, but yes, thanks for uh, thanks for having me.
1: Well, you certainly know a lot because you have written a book, which is uh, quite the accomplishment. So congratulations. And as we do here on the show, we like to make a toast. We have a drink. And so you have chosen what for us to drink today?
2: Uh, Generous Coffee. Uh, So this is the coffee company that I started with a few buddies of mine. Uh, It is a for purpose coffee company and it is specialty grade coffee. So it is the best coffee in the world. You can find it at generouscoffee.com. So yes, that's what we're drinking.
1: Awesome. Okay. And I wish I had it. I don't have it today. Usually I have whatever my guests are drinking, but I will certainly check it out. And what are we toasting to?
2: I think we are toasting to love, kindness, and joy.
1: Beautiful. All right. Well, to all of those wonderful things in the world, Ben, cheers to you. How does it's your good. generous coffee taste? Good. It's,
2: it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, just for a second, I you know, I kind of flew through it, but generous coffee was a project we started to fight human facing injustice. So literally, a hundred percent of the profits go to nonprofits and social causes out there fighting the good fight. So it's a big deal to me. Thank you for uh, letting me drink it on the show.
1: Of course. Well, you know what? I was surprised. Well, first of all, that is amazing that you have this company that is a coffee company, and it's also a drink. But I read many interviews that your favorite drink is whiskey on the rocks. And mm-hmm. that's what I thought you would be choosing today, which I was slightly disappointed about.
2: It's a little early. Uh, I still have a couple more interviews to do. And then once once the day's done, I'll definitely be be consuming.
1: I understand that. I completely give you a pass on that. And speaking of the interviews, I listened to your podcast, Almost Famous, and oh. you were you were talking with Ashley I about the fact that like talking about the book ha- is very emotionally draining because yeah. these are very personal stories, but they're also very personal stories of other people. What has the process been like now after having seen this book come to fruition and mm-hmm. everything is out there, what does it feel like?
2: It feels really, uh, I don't wanna say this and not make it sound bad. It just feels a little like expecta- you, know, you, you have these huge expectations. You have this thing that you've worked on for two years. You're so excited for it and then it's launched and it's like, I don't really know how to feel on you. Like, I don't know what to do with that. And I, and I believe in the book and I'm proud of the book. And so that helps me, you know, when I'm starting to lose and feel disconnected from the book, it still helps pulling back into those people that are reading it today. And hopefully it's helping them feel less alone. But uh, yeah, it's weird. A lot of the book is my story. It's stories of others. It's vulnerable. It's raw. It shares as much of my life and the stories of others that I feel like mattered for the context of the book. And so now i talk about these things a lot and it's almost like desensitizing myself to some of the things that are most vulnerable and most impactful to me
1: the book is alone in plain sight which is a confusing title i have to be honest sure what what does it mean
2: (laughs) yeah so again the book is really you know a lot of my life i felt like the outsider looking at i explain it best I think the best way I could could tell you in short is I felt like the kid that's not invited to the party, but has came up to the house and is looking into the window at the party that all of his friends are in, that he wasn't invited to. Uh, I felt like that, Uh, I've struggled with those feelings in most situations in my life. I felt like the outsider. And so the book is a response to that, which again, if you kind of like continue that story, what you're really feeling is that you're in this world, people see you, Uh, People from television or people in your workplace or your family Mm -hmm. feel like they know you, yet you feel alone. You feel alone, yet you are in plain sight. And that's where the title comes from, Alone in Plain Sight. We are in this world, we are working amongst this world, but we're alone.
1: Right. And I'm sure that you felt that so much when you are sort of being judged and people, people think they know you based on what they see on TV. So in that sense, what maybe is the biggest discrepancy for you, Ben Higgins from the Ben that we saw on the show to the Ben that made you want to write this book? Like what was sort of the catalyst about how people saw you that you felt that you needed to write this?
2: Yeah, well, one i I feel like i need to write it because it's a struggle that i have and i have a platform now uh and i was told and also educated and kind of convicted of very early on that if i had a platform i wasn't going to use it uh for myself only that i needed to use it to try to to try to be about others and my mission i guess was to say hey i don't want people to feel alone in this world like i don't want them to hurt more in this world like in fact if i have one thing to do with these million followers i have is to try to help people feel more connected than ever um, you go to your question on the show, my tagline when I was the bachelor was the perfect Ben, which makes you incredibly unrelatable on all, uh, on all fronts. <laughs> and it's so incredibly untrue. And so I guess by writing the book, I want to share that, like, Hey, if that's the perception you have of me, no wonder you don't like me. Uh, but let's break that down and explain exactly who I am, where I, where I'm at, that I am a real human who has real struggles and real problems.
1: Well, there's a lot of bends to sort of rank that are there, the perfect Ben. I mean, you could have a great field day with that, with how many Ben's are in the world. Literally the only other Ben, now I realize I could think of is Ben Affleck and you seem way cooler than him. So. I don't
2: know, he seems seems to die. uh, But he's had his struggles too.
1: Yeah, everyone has struggles. I will say, yes, uh, on that point, in a very different realm, we try to use on this show, I'd say, like, comedy or uh, a lack thereof to try to showcase authenticity, right? And that everything isn't necessarily uh, perfect, let's just say. And that's how I use my Instagram in a way of showing the, uh, you know, I got... I am love that I'm just going to go down this path right now, but I got a temporary crown put on my tooth and I swallowed it by accident. That sucks. Oh. That really sucks. Yeah. That's definitely, that's not cool. So I uh, completely understand about being vulnerable and open with yourself and your story. And we have a whole lot more that we want to get to with Ben Higgins when we return on drinks with things. Don't go anywhere. We are sipping on some coffee. Hey, guys, it's Kimberly A. Martin from ESPN, and I just had Drinks with thinks. Hey, everyone, welcome on back to Drinks with Thinks. I'm Julie Stewart-Binks. I'm so thrilled to be joined by Ben Higgins, who's recently published author of the book Alone in Plain Sight. You also know him from The Bachelor and his podcast Almost Famous with other former Bachelor contestant, Ashley I. And I gotta ask you, like, I I found watching Bachelor contestants is that you guys are like all friends. It's like you all know each other, you do projects together, it's like a cool Bachelor club. What is it about the experience that you guys had that was unique that us normies couldn't possibly understand?
2: I mean, I guess the the biggest thing is that you're a regular person who goes on a show where there's 200 people working on the show, there's spotlights, there's cameras, and you're being videotaped at all times. And this happens overnight. Like it, there's no prep for this. There's no timing for this. And then everything is shown and highlighted on national television. I think that's the biggest difference. The rest of it, you can kind of make your normal life. You kind of get into the flow. Um, and it's, it's really relatable when you're in it. But when you're outside of it, then post the show, it's the criticism, it's the critiques, it's the comments. It's also the celebrations that I think I never would have had unless I went on the show. And that's what makes it weird.
1: Right. It's kind of like two dogs, like acknowledging each other walking down the street, right? It's like, you know, it's like, oh, I know. Yeah. We both know what we've been through, right?
2: Well, and and I think that's maybe the the connecting point. Well, you just said it is like, we're the people on the show. You connect through the shared experience because you're like, nobody else knows what's going on. Like nobody else knows how to talk to us. Nobody else knows it's like, not only the things that we get to celebrate but the pains and that's what connects us as a friend.
1: And it, I mean it feels as though whenever I watch interviews or see you guys do various different projects like no one talks about like what happened. It's like mm-hmm. or like what happens behind the scenes. It's like yeah. you have this reality that you have that this is like what happened we no one ever is like allowed to sort of talk about the other stuff. Yeah. Um, do you, do you still have that like it's been a, it's been a couple years since then.
2: No, I don't. I don't still have that. No, I don't.
1: Okay. So, what is the craziest thing then that you want to tell me? About?
2: <laughs> I would love to tell you. This. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the craziest thing that's.
1: Is- okay. Yeah. Tell me what.
2: Yeah. So the here's here's the thing. The craziest thing that's ever happened to me on this franchise that I can, I can speak to openly now is I had a massive parasite the whole time I was on the show. So you're going to get vulnerable with me and I'm going to get vulnerable with you. So I was in Honduras, uh, which is a country I love for a wedding. I get a parasite in my gut. It hits me the week that filming starts. So if I can be honest with you, I don't, you know, I have an incredible stomach flu for the three months of the season, I lose 30 pounds from start to finish. It was blamed on being stressed and anxious. Now you can't really share this after the show because like that isn't a great look, right? For The Bachelor, it's not a great look for the contestants. It's not a great look for the show that like I was super sick the whole time. But you have to imagine what it's like to be sitting on a date with somebody else. And all of a sudden you go, "Uh uh-uh, uh-uh, it's- You just gotta tap out? You run, like you run. So that's-
1: that's This one-on-one is over. Meanwhile, you just really got to get to the can. Okay. that's the
2: craziest story that I've kind of kept hidden. I've covered up, but I'll share with you.
1: Thank you. I I appreciate that. So because I told you about swallowing my my crown, you told me, because it's probably going to end in the same way that your situation had. I appreciate that. we have really connected here Mm -hmm. on the show. Kind Mm -hmm. of like I imagine the level of connection you have with someone that you end up uh proposing to at this point we've we've, we've actually yeah this is like we've gotten pretty far <laughs> on the show here now yeah. um okay so but having been on it what's the most annoying question that people ask you about your experience
2: is it real is it all fake or they say i'm a great actor i get still comments like you're my favorite actor i'm like you don't you've never seen me act you, you don't want to see me act i'm not good at it. i've tried it once and failed miserably I, i've never been invited back so i think that's just the most because what it does is it dismisses the conversations that can exist from the show. It dismisses the relationships that happen on the show. It dismisses the friendships mm-hmm. uh, and the tears. Like, it just, it dismisses it. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and say, hey, it's not a television show. It is, uh, but it's real. And it's as real as any other show I've ever done, which I've not really done any other shows.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's uh, you know, 100 for 100 on real shows that you've done. Um... I got to tell you, since we're doing a tell-all on drinks with banks, everyone knows this. On I think everyone in my crew knows this. Yeah, I uh, I applied for the Bachelor a couple years ago, and not only did I apply for it, Ben, I went above and beyond applying for it. I reached out to a couple of people I know who'd been on the show before that I knew. I was like, "Can you put in a good word, casting for me?" I I like I I went so far, nothing nothing never heard so um i'm pretty i'm still pretty miffed over it like
2: i'm confused too now who was the bachelor
1: colton which would never have worked out It would have destroyed him so just would have been (laughs) probably they saw that coming a mile away (laughs) but why do you think considering i didn't get it step aside you know you i know we know each other pretty well right now but why do you think people get chosen to be on the show like what is the the magic they have
2: well the secret sauce is timing one is you know everybody has a different personality that goes on the show i really do believe they cast like a group of people that has one personality a group of people that have a little bit different personality and another you know and so it's like who have they filled who do they have who do they not have at that moment and you know i knew people that went on my season of the bachelorette with caitlin that applied five years earlier and now they're just getting on so like you still might get the phone call which would be awkward and weird for a couple different reasons but it goes into a bank and uh and it just i think it's timing
1: well you never know i mean they could call me any day and then uh we wouldn't have studio scheduling problems me and my boyfriend it would just be like (laughs) sorry just me in here right now jokes (laughs) He can hear me because it's a studio apartment. Okay, so, um, you know, getting into uh, just some more serious stuff, you know, this week we've seen Chris Harrison and uh, his comments uh, mm-hmm. about one of the contestants on The Career Bachelor. And um, also in an interview with Rachel Lindsay, former Bachelorette, mm-hmm. that were problematic. And I know you've spoken out about them. What's sort of your biggest takeaway about what's going on right now?
2: Uh, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway now is that they were problematic? Uh, they hurt a bunch of people. Uh, they definitely didn't help us on the pursuit of becoming more educated, of learning more, of fighting for racial reconciliation and racial justice. And uh, and I think we're seeing that now, where, where we sit today, which is a few days after. And right, I, I don't know if you could say this the the kind of the the, the storm of it all, like the 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 moment hit. We've gone a couple of days after it. We're starting to see, okay, what can we do with this? And I think that's the big place I sit today is the, asking myself the question in my own network and my own people, my own friend group, in my, with my platform is what can we now do with the things that we've seen and learned? How do we get better? And I and I hope that Chris is asking those questions. I hope that everybody's asking those questions. But that's kind of where I sit today is what do we do with this and how do we how do we work to not forget about it and move on, but to get better from it.
1: Is it going to be super strange that he's still on the show right now that's already been shot, but he's like stepped away?
2: I think it's gonna be a weird, I, I do. I think it's gonna be weird for the show. I think, you know, I don't know what, how much the the fan of The Bachelor pays attention to like uh, what's going on in the news. I, I don't know that, I don't know how to decide that. So I'm sure some people have no clue that this is happening right now. Uh, I know they that a lot of people- No. Maybe, I mean, I Bachelor don't know. fans
1: are crazy. They know everything. They are. Don't they? they
2: yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty, they find a lot out a lot. That's why I feel pretty good about my track record because I don't have anything that came up really. And I'm like, okay, good. Whew. There we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be weird for the fan. I, I do, I think it's gonna be confusing. I, I, I think that the show's gonna have to confront it. I don't know if they will. You know, he did announce that he's taking uh, some time away from the show. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, this show's already been shot. And so the time away is not in the immediate. It's going to be, you know, in the next season or or, or however long it lasts.
1: Yeah, so he won't, they won't even really address it till after all this.
2: Yeah, which could be, I mean, I don't know. We have, like, four weeks left in the show. So it's going to be a month from now yeah. until it's addressed. So I, I have a feeling the show needs to address it now and say, like, I don't know if, that, if it kind of ruins the essence of the show to say, hey, this was pre-taped and, like, this show's already done. This isn't happening in real time. I don't know if, You know people understand that or not but Mm -hmm. uh it's gonna have to be talked about and i think it's gonna be it's gonna get sparked back again every week when he's still the host just that conversation of what's gonna happen now like how do we confront it now
1: okay we gotta go to break because we got some bachelor fantasy fantasy sports coming up after this
0: hey everybody colin hanks here Having a drink with Banks.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Banks. I'm JSB. We've got Ben Higgins here, and we're we're sipping on some coffee here right now. And Ben is not only the former bachelor, but also a big sports guy. And the word fantasy is thrown around in both worlds a lot. So mm. of course, we had to ask you to name your Bachelor fantasy team. So I'm going to give you a couple different football positions and you're going okay. to say who you think would fill that position based on traits, male, female, not based on athletic skill. So okay, sounds- let's go. Uh, who are you drafting as quarterback of your team?
2: Easy. Trista Sutter. Uh, first bachelorette leader uh, has rallied the troops, continues to be involved, but uh great leader to the franchise.
1: Yes. She was like, 100% a Peyton Manning-esque type of hmm. keep it together and win it or not. Running back, who would you pick there?
2: I'm going to go with, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Nick Vile because he has a lifespan <laughs> to him. He's getting a lot out of his career. He's been uh, He's been around for a bit. He's had some bumps and bruises. He's gotten some injuries along the way, but he continues to revive himself and come back and do it in incredible ways.
1: Real shifty guy, hey! Is a Real workhorse shifty. running back, well, That's right. Jonathan Taylor? I'm just gonna use Colts references because I know you're an Indiana oh, guy. Oh yeah. That's Indianapolis. Right.
2: That's right. He
1: said, "I'm Canadian, so I learn about geography <laughs> every day." Um, a wide receiver, who would you pick? Uh,
2: I'm going uh, with, you know, what? I'm I'm gonna throw out there, uh, Matt James. Uh, one is because he was a professional wide receiver, and I know we're not going on skills here, but two is he has the soft touch. Like he's a leader. He is uh, handling the spotlight well. He kind of came out of nowhere, right? Uh, He's kind of that like undrafted free agent that all of a sudden gets on the field. He's the Adam Thielen of The Bachelor where then he becomes a pro bowler uh, and he handles himself well. So not only does he have the skill and it fits him, but also he, he can handle it and he's doing a good job at that.
1: Yes, very adaptable under many different situations. Okay, uh, who are you – let's just use – who's your defense in general?
2: Oh, I'm going to go – the leader of the defense is Rachel Lindsay. Obviously, right uh-huh. now, Rachel is – she's outspoken. Um, she she says it, how she's feeling it. Uh, she can rally the people. She can rally the defense. Uh, and she protects – she protects the field. And I think that's uh that's why I would I, first it comes to mind Rachel Lindsay.
1: Love that. I am a huge fan of Rachel Lindsay. I've slid into her DMs a couple times. Good for you. Have not been answered yet, but I'm hoping, fingers crossed, someday, uh, she will respond. This is super awkward. I just made this great. Uh, I'm not I'm not trying to date Rachel Lindsay. Anyway, okay, <laughs> what is your fantasy team name?
2: Big Benny Style.
1: Big do you want me to elaborate style.
2: on that it's just uh it came up it was my email when i was in middle school it was my uh, a i m name when i used to do like that and uh, i forget the other thing that we uh, icq uh, just big benny style kind of like promoted that i was tall promoted my name and then you know kind of like threw in there that I have style which i don't but at least i say it
1: i was cassandra nine eight nine on my screen day because i love the name cassandra that's a great story thank you so much ben for playing this with us here today incredible team that you drafted and can't wait to see how they do this season we have a whole lot more to get to with bachelor ben higgins recently published author here on drinks with banks don't go anywhere
0: what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans.
2: Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've
3: ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, (laughs) but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8
2: p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it.
1: Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels, also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. Hey guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and binking here with Ben Higgins, uh, recently published author, bachelor, and podcast host. Ben, where can we find all of your amazing work next?
2: Drinking and binking, that got me. Hey, uh, you can go to Generous Coffee dot com to find generous coffee again it's a for-purpose company everything is donated including uh, i don't make a dime on it nobody does uh so everything's donated the other part is you can go to benhigginsbook.com and find my book if you're somebody who has felt alone uh confused in this world uh i do believe it's a book for you i'd love for you to pick it up and read it and tell me what you think and review it uh and finally you can follow me on instagram at uh, uh higgins.ben or on twitter at ben higgy or listen to almost famous podcast if you like the bachelor uh, we do it every week
1: very very busy bachelor life and beyond does not stop thank you so much for doing this show i know you probably had no idea who i was no idea what the show was but you're like okay it's your publicist sure i'll do this girl's show so thank you so much for doing this and good luck with everything thank you so much for um you know all your positive encouragement your words through your book and through your statements supporting rachel Lindsay as well because i think that that's really important for everyone to understand and to be an ally so guys you know where to find us we are on uh fubo sports instagram twitter and our youtube page tons of great episodes and until next time bottoms up bitches